You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, we look at the aftermath of the 2018 Texans season. Which Texans staff member has already resigned? Will the Texans hire new coordinators? Was there something we didn't know about Aaron Colvin? Is there already news about training camp? Which retired Pro Bowl receiver took a shot at Deshaun? We'll answer all that stuff in just a matter of seconds. Lots going on. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land, also host of the Houston Sports Talk podcast, along with my old faithful co-host, Brian Patterson, who runs and contributes to fansidedshouseofhouston.com. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And Brian, we got a bunch of stuff, don't we? We sure do. You sure do. Let's talk about Luke Richardson, the senior director of sports performance. He's resigned after one season with the Texans, and he wasn't fired. Yeah, but his family hadn't moved to Houston. Uh, they stayed in Denver, so he's going to return to Denver, spend a little bit more time uh, with them. You know, as we knew, uh, you know, this was a big offseason signing. It turned out to be fruitful for the Texas because the injuries did not pile up toward the very end. He kept everyone healthy, and it's amazing. He kept 99 healthy throughout the season. Um, I, I know that guy's going to be really hard to replace. I'm pretty sure I mean, they may have even offered him more money to stay, but you know, family is important. So, you know, looking forward as far as what this team can do, um, I'm pretty sure they're going to find someone talented. But just please don't bring the staff back from previous years. We don't want this to happen again. 77 players, a record 77 players used in 2017 and nowhere near that uh, here in 2018. You would hope there's some sort of underling that he brought along with him as part of his staff that can do the things and know the things that Luke does. But yeah, it's a big loss. Uh, One of the best hires that they made looking at the results, keeping guys on the field, obviously QT, uh, Will Fuller, those were the big guys that they just are still trying to figure out. Kevin Johnson as well. The guys, three guys that keep getting hurt, got hurt. But overall, when you look at everything that's done, uh, they did a great job. What, what's the next thing on the on the docket? Yeah, Bill O'Brien uh, is. You know, he was asking whether or not at the press conference, uh, you know, on whether or not he'll still call the plays, and he says, "We'll take a look at everything. I think we'll have a very good future here. A lot of things to fix, obviously. So that means that he actually is considering, you know, having somebody come in and call the plays. I mean." Whenever there's a change that's going to be made, usually you hear the response of, "We're going to take, we, we're going to evaluate everything. We always evaluate uh, everything." So, I, I would hope that they force an offensive coordinator on him, so that way he doesn't have to handle game management. He can have someone call the plays if he needs to override. That's fine, but I think that would be good for him if he goes into that. Now, uh, you know, we've got some information from a you know inside source. You know, Zach would like locked on Jaguar says he's. He's hearing that the Jags are interested in Sean Ryan for offensive coordinator. So, you know, we've got a little source here over at Locked On Texans. Uh, you know, Zach, uh, you know, those guys at Locked On Jaguars, they work really hard. And um, if this is true, uh, we may be losing Sean Ryan, uh, quarterback's coach, for you know, during the uh, tenure of uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, basically, we know what happened here. He listened to Brian Patterson. He's thinking about an offensive coordinator. Uh, it sounds like good news. I mean, look. Bill O'Brien, it, it's not about him being forced for anything. Him and Brian Gain, we know it. They're in alignment. They're symbiosis. They're buddy-buddy. <laughs> they're attached at the hip. They're like uh, 
the Bobsy twin. We know that. Like uh, stepbrothers. So, yeah, they're like stepbrothers. They're connected. So it, it's a Bill O'Brien decision. Maybe he finally sees the light. Maybe he just wants to bring in a new voice, but might be a good thing. Let's see what happens with that. What's what's up next? O'Brien uh, does expect that Romeo, Romeo Cornell needs to, uh, Romeo Cornell is actually going to return. So it obviously means that Romeo is, you know, he still wants to coach. Uh, hold on, hold on one, one second here. The, the, the key to me is if you listen to the press conference or you heard the question, the question was, is Romeo going to return next season? He did. They didn't ask him, is Romeo going to be the defensive coordinator? So keep that in mind for all you locked on Texans listeners. He didn't say in the answer that Romeo is going to return as the defensive coordinator. He said he expects Romeo Cornell. They want Romeo Cornell to return. It sounds like, but I just think the door is still open there. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Either, either they're going to find someone on the outside, which I do think is likely, or they're promoting John Pagano uh, to defensive coordinator. Cause that's the guy on the staff, senior member of the staff that has the most experience at being a defensive coordinator for an NFL team. So many years with the chargers. Yeah. If Romeo, you're saying if Romeo isn't the DC again next year, he still could. I mean, he still could return. I'm just, I'm saying don't, don't put words into his mouth on the press conference saying when he says he's going to return, that can mean in any number of forms, Romeo Cornell, uh, 71 years old now. So, you know, this is a guy that, might want to just take it a little bit easier. He might not want to be walking along the sideline and everything. He might want to go back into the booth like he was under Vrabel. But anyway, that's what I got on that one. Let's talk about uh, O'Brien. He talked about Aaron Colvin. Uh, he says Aaron worked very hard. He was a good guy, was injured. I think it was tough. It was a tough one to come back from. Not sure if he ever fully recovered from it. That's news, isn't it? I mean, we we thought Aaron Colvin was a healthy scratch. To me, that was interesting because they're saying they just didn't think Aaron Colvin was good enough as far as health his health is concerned. Uh, when he was uh, playing, you know, he, he looked better. I mean, he looked better than than he had earlier in the season. I thought, but maybe they just didn't think he was fully recovered from that injury. I, I just thought that was interesting. And it also could be a cover for he just wasn't getting the system that Romeo had put into place. He could have still been a healthy scratch. And, you know, they just said, hey, you know, he's injured. You know, I'm not saying that they made up an injury, but maybe it wasn't as severe as they, they thought. I mean, if you're making him inactive in a playoff game, something as important as this, you know, something major is having to happen. And like you said, what you're saying, there's plausibility to it. But what if they are just sitting him out because, you know, he would be a liability if he were out there? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what they're saying. They're saying he wasn't as good as the guys to me. I, don't, I just don't understand, you know, Sharice Wright. OK, maybe, you know, because he's played a lot. But Deontay, Bur he's not as good as Deontay Burton being out there. I mean, I, I guess Deontay Burton was helping him on special teams. And maybe if the ankle isn't what you need on, you know, Deontay Burton might have been a bit bigger up on special teams. They weren't expecting De Burton to play. But to me, I, it's something that I, I'm, I'm still not going to get. I, I don't understand. But uh, hey, Brian, in, in a few, in a little bit, I know we're going to talk about these other playoff games this weekend. And if anybody wants to, you know, wager a few dollars on them, the place to go, we know it. We call it all the time. MyBookie.ag, our partners over there. Remember, 
who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. They've been in a business for years. The, the reviews are great. Their mobile site's easy to use. Um, and we can only recommend a service that's been good to us. That's why we urge you to make your way to my bookie. You know, in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Get over there. Try it out. If you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m., just deposit at night. They're going to give you that additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Most of you guys, you're going to do that anyway. You come home from work. You're going to start looking around. You're, you're seeing what's going on in sports. Uh, that's the way to go. And my bookie, they're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. Again, Locked On 25 is that promo code to activate the offer. Locked On 25, uh, if you forget it, we throw it in the show description of every show. And if you wait till 6 p.m., you get that extra $25 free play. So easy to use. Go ahead. Wait till after dinner. Take the extra money. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, Brian, what you got next? So uh, Matthew Clowney and Kareem and Demarius all say they want to be back uh, with the Houston Texans. You know, guys that are, um, you know, have you know, enjoyed their time here. Um, here's what we should do with Matthew. Sign him to a three-year deal, you know, $30 million. Clowney, franchise him, Kareem. If the price is right, I think he should go test the market. If the price is right, have, have him uh, come back with the Houston Texans. And for Demarius, if the price is right, we can sign him as well. But, no, he has a $14 million option. Uh-uh, we're not, we're not going to sign him to that. And those are my quick takes on that. Yeah, the big thing, I mean, Matthew, Clowney, and Kareem all want to come back. They like it here. The big thing is Matthew wants to come back, uh, and that's the one that, you know, he's a free agent. He's only been here for a year. He likes it. I, I kind of felt like that was the case. You know, Kareem, the way he worded it was, I want to be here. He was not sure, you know, whether they're going to want him, but if it's up to him, he would like to try to come back. Demarius, look, it's – I mean, we talked about it when he had the injury. This is an injury that it's hard to come back from when you're Deontay Foreman's age. They have the same injury. It's that uh, Achilles. Uh, I, I just don't think it's wise to invest the money in Demarius because uh, they've got enough guys, wide receivers with injury issues with Will Fuller and Kiki QT. You, you can only have so many guys that you're, you know, it's a maybe. Maybe on a very minimum contract for Demarius. Yeah. But that's it. I want to get more into the contracts in tomorrow's show, Brian. But uh, it's a good take on those those few guys anyway. Oh, yeah. And then uh, over at the press conference as well, Brian says training camp is likely moving back uh, to H-Town. Uh, the entire training camp. So fans will get a chance to see uh, their Houston Texans other than the last, what, two weeks of training camp. Uh, all the other weeks, at, the past two seasons, have been up in West Virginia. Uh, what really did that accomplish other than, you know, the guys were able to get a free uh, vacation <laughs> over in uh, West Virginia at one of the best uh, resorts that you could think of uh, right now in the country? I mean, what, 2017 was the injury year, you know, that you going up there was supposed to prevent that uh, from happening. And um, I, I just really don't see the point in, in, in doing it other than you have a different change of scenery and the weather's a lot uh, cooler. But you're going to be practicing anyway when the season starts in the heat for a good chunk of the start I, I of the think, season. You know, the deal was we know the deal. They wanted to get away from the distractions. Maybe with the weather being nicer, they would have a little bit fresher legs. Uh, maybe they just didn't see the benefit in the long run, I, you know, it'd be interesting to know what's behind the decision, but hallelujah for 
all of you fans out there because you can actually go see them a lot. That's the big thing for you guys. You get to go see them like you did the first uh, 15 years or so of the franchise. So uh, good good for the fans anyway. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure it'll save the franchise uh, money. I don't know. You wonder who call, whose call that was. Was it, you know, the coaching staff? Was it Cal? Cal may have said, no, we're moving back. This is, you know, let's bring it all back to Houston. Because that Greenbrier deal, that, I'm pretty sure that was something Bob McNair put together because the owner of the uh, the resort, um, I believe, was the former governor of West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. They're, I think, buddy-buddy, and that's where Bob McNair is from. Well, the, so. the, the new guy, though, is Brian Gain, and maybe this Brian Gain you know, could be a Brian Gain thing because you know he, he came mm-hmm. in around this time last year. The deal might have already been made. It might have already been done, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, I thought that was worth bringing up. What's the next thing on the, on the docket here? When asked about the coaching staff, O'Brien immediately complimented Romeo and Brad Seeley, special teams coordinator and Mike Devlin. Wow. Mike Devlin. He, he got a compliment. He said that Mike Devlin has done an excellent job of working with that offensive line every single day to chip away, get better and improve. Yeah, Brian, I, I, I wanted to bring this to your attention. I, I, I sent this over to you because, look, he complimented four guys. There's another guy, that not, not a big name, but it was real interesting. He starts off with Romeo and Brad Seeley. He goes to Mike Devlin. You've been trying to push Mike Devlin out the door. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, man. <laughs> Still trying to. I mean, obviously, you, 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 can, you, you, you would be able to do better than him, but Bill O'Brien likes him. And, you know, as we've talked with different guests, they say it's so hard to find, you know, coaches that are in alignment with, with your philosophy. So that's why Mike Devlin, he shouldn't be in the hot seat at all. Um, yeah, I guess it's just more of this is what he has to work with. And I, I think they can do better. But let's see once he gets actual personnel to work with that are better. Is he still going to be effective that way? What you got next? Just in case you missed this, NFL Network analyst and former Pro Bowl wide receiver Steve Smith Sr. went after Deshaun Watson for taking time to signal first down while the Texans were down 21-0 in the game. He said he should have been worried about quickly getting his team back to the huddle. Jalen Ramsey defended Deshaun on Twitter. Jalen, wait, Jalen did? Yeah, yes, yes. Well, well, Deshaun is very much respected uh, in this league, uh, no matter what, you know, especially at the end of the game, you just see him, he's signing jerseys, he's giving hugs, he's shaking hands, high-fiving, whatever he has to do. But Jalen says, this is what's wrong with the game now. No matter the score, you're always supposed to turn up and play with passion on the field. You're getting first down after first down, swag it out. And uh, Deshaun Watson, he just said, keep balling and having fun while doing a young king. So already he's getting that king status, just like, you know, but he's like the LeBron of uh, the NFL. Yeah, and everybody saw it. He was jumping up, signaling first down. It was that long drive. And and I felt like we talked about it in the postgame show. He's probably taking a little bit too too much time. And everybody went to, of course, everybody's going to run and blame Bill O'Brien. Look, you know, Bill O'Brien, we know he's not a great time management guy, but that's on Deshaun. It's on Deshaun. However, I disagree with Steve Smith on this. It, it takes like a second. He's jumping up. He's going first down. It takes a half a second. My problem is you get behind center at quarterback and you're sitting there taking 5, 10, 15 seconds off the clock. You know, we, we see Tom Brady He's like, forget it. They're, they look like they're out of position or let, don't let them breathe. Don't let them gasp some air. And that keeps them off balance. That's where I had a problem with Deshaun. But Steve Smith, 
Eh, get out of here with that. And by the way, Steve Smith, biggest showboater, one of the biggest showboaters in, in the NFL. So I, I, the last guy I want to hear that from is him, Brian. Last guy I want to hear it from is him. Yeah, he just you know wanted to have something to say so that way he could give it people talking about him. Uh, but I, I just wish that in that – you know, in the fourth quarter, that we would have that the team would have dri- driven the ball a bit quicker, um, because it took forever. What seven minutes to get those seven points on right. the board? Right. Almost were taken away. By the way, could it still have been zero? We, we got to get to the games here, Brian. But before we get to that, I just I got to tell people to spread the word about the show. Check us out, man. Find people that you know can get the word out and. You know, also, here's another thing. We've added a new way for you to be a part of the conversation. You can now leave us a voice message with your Texans opinion or question. We'll put it up on the podcast. Just call 903-265-9629. We're going to include this in the show description so you can find it quickly. I know you're not going to remember that number, but, uh, you know, you can also email LockedOnTexans at Mail.com for questions or comments. Still do that, but we got a phone number. We're going to put you up if you do it. You know, uh, if, you, if you give us a good question or a good comment, we're going to put you up. We're going to get you in the show. Uh, we we'll also want to thank uh, Daniel Naibo, who listens to us in Utah for the great email. Uh, thanks again to Daniel for uh, his uh, words and, and what he had to say. But, uh, yeah, go check out the new phone number. Also, remember, we want you to be a part of the conversation. So this is not just us talking. This is you guys. You guys, I want you to be a part of it. And also, don't forget, if you've got that new smart speaker for the holidays, you can tell it to just say, play podcast Locked On Texans. It's as easy as that. You know, you'd be sitting on the couch or in the kitchen or whatever. Again, it's play podcast Locked On Texans. Really cool. All right, Brian, let's get to these games for over the weekend because there were some great wild card games this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the first one, the Chargers prevailed 23-17. to 17. Uh, So their next opponent is the Patriots up at Foxborough. And my bookie has some favorite by four over the Chargers. I would actually say that that's, that's a pretty good read as far as how that matchup is going to go. I, I disagree. I'm going to start off by telling you right off the bat on the, on the spread. Look, the Chargers are a better team right now. The Chargers... Uh, they're, 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 to me, they might be the most complete team in the NFL. And one, the one thing that I got out of this game with the Ravens, I don't know if you caught it at all, Brian, but the big takeaway was look, Lamar Jackson, everybody was like, Oh, it's almost impossible because of the way he runs the ball and, and what they're doing and all this. And then, you know, the playoffs come around, you can isolate on something like that. You know, like I was saying to Andy, uh, last week we were talking about this game it's like, you know, they were trying to do old school. They were going back 20 years ago and saying, we're just going to run the ball down your throats. And it just, you know, a lot of times when, when you get to focus on something like that against the better defenses in the NFL, it just isn't going to work. So Lamar Jackson, the Texans face him next year. I feel a little bit better about the game uh, than maybe I, I, I did before. But uh, Lamar Jackson, he's a young quarterback. He's going to learn. So he's, he's still going to be dangerous. It's still going to be difficult to stop him. But... Yeah, that's one of the things Lamar Jackson's got to learn how to do. One of the things that Gus Bradley, you know, who's now the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, uh, you know, former, you know, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars coach, uh, what they did was they, they lined up seven defensive backs 
fast defensive backs to try to stop Lamar Jackson. And for the most part, that plan worked. So that's the major difference. They changed things up, and that's why he wasn't as effective. Now, he had a lot of catching up to do, and, you know, they almost came back, you know, aside from that fumble toward the end. But uh, that's something different that they did. I mean, Andy Lynn has a, a heck of a staff. You know, he's got Ken Wisenhunt calling the plays uh, as well. So, yeah, kudos to the Chargers. The worst I would put it, I would put it down to a pick em. That's That's how as low as I would go if I were my bookie. But right now they're favored by four. Just root for Phil Rivers, man. I want this guy to succeed. I do. I, I want to see him get his chance at a Super Bowl. He's been in the league for 13 years. It, it's time. It's time we see Phil Rivers, great quarterback, uh, Hall of Famer in my opinion. But uh, No doubt. Boy, Brian, what's that? What was the game of the weekend for you? What What was the game? The game of the week uh, was certainly was uh, the Bears versus the Eagles. That's what we're talking about next. Uh, you know, they're still talking about that kicker who didn't uh, uh, make the field goal there. Uh, but it's all about the, the the legend, the tale of Nick Foles, how he's able to engineer this comeback from just from oblivion and. I'm just, you know, it's amazing just to watch this and how Philadelphia, how much of a folk hero he will be forever uh, in Philadelphia, regardless of how this season goes. Uh, well, of course, you know, the Eagles won 16 to 15. My bookie has the Saints favored by seven and a half, 7.5 over the Eagles. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. We're, we're, we will see it because the Eagles... Uh, they're going to want revenge. They got they got crushed earlier in the year, so I, I'm interested to see what's happening there. But yeah, you mentioned it. The big story, the field goal kicker at the end of the game, and, and I tell you what, uh, the whole it seems like everything changed around uh, what happened with the field goal kicker uh, after the game because somehow they missed this on ABC, ESPN, Michaels, and. All those guys, uh, Collinsworth, they all missed it. Cody Parkey's kick was blocked. So that sort of changed the whole narrative. Everybody was like, oh, Cody Parkey, there he is, hitting the uh, field, hitting the uh, upright again for the 4,000th time this year. But no, it, they got a piece of that kick. And, and when that happens, it's it's not always – usually it's not the kicker's fault. You know, sometimes it's the offensive line that didn't get, get, get himself into the defender a little bit too much. Sometimes you just got to give the defender credit. He times to jump perfectly. He's in the right spot. Uh, But yeah, Cody Parkey, uh, he took some heat for this, but you know, I don't know. And and 43 yards was not an automatic and perhaps the bears could have managed their time a little bit better at the end of that game. I thought so to me though, again, this is old school, the bears, the Ravens defense, defense defense yeah it's you that's what you think used to win football games in the nfl but these days having the great defenses of all time just doesn't you know the best defenses in the nfl i mean it just sometimes that's not enough but yeah interested to see what's going to happen next week though with uh the eagles and the saints and and seeing if nick Foles could get this done because it's starting to get fun with nick Foles. but you know god you know i kind of want to root for breeze because it seems like he should be in more more than one Super Bowl in his career. I don't know where you were at with Coach of the Year, but you still have Nagy penciled in as your Coach of the Year. I don't know if Nagy. Would, I don't know if he was always penciled in as an automatic for me because, you know, I thought it was still open all the way towards the end of the year. I thought there was a lot yeah. of guys in the running, and and the guy that all of a sudden, to me, by the end of the year, I was looking at was. Look at what Frank Reich does. Look at yeah. the, the team that the Texans face. I mean, Frank Reich, 
that team was one in five or something like that. I mean, they were, it was bad to start the year for them. And, you know, it, 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 it just all of a sudden, you know, he righted the ship, a, a super young offensive line, a couple of rookies doing most of the work there. Uh, it's getting Andrew Luck going again. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Frank Reich might be my guy, but, you know, uh, this, the last game of the day, Brian, I mean, Cowboys, Seahawks, uh, or the last game of the weekend, <sighs> I'm just pissed because, you know, the Texans, we can't have the Texans losing and then the Cowboys winning. That's not right. And the main thing I got out of this game is Alan Hearns' injury. I saw it once and I didn't want to see it again. I'm like, ankles aren't supposed to do that. <laughs> and it was the way the tackler was coming toward him. And, uh, you know, he was out on the field forever. It took him forever to, for them to scoop him up and put him on the card uh, out of there. Uh, but what a um, – with the Cowboys, I mean, I, I'm not going to really much say good luck to them, but uh, it was a good game. I, I did get to see that game because it was right after uh, the Texas game, of course. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I'm going to remember from that game, that gruesome injury. My bookie has the Rams favored by six and a half over the Cowboys next week. Uh uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, six and a half over the Cowboys next week. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I, I think the Cowboys are going to give them a game, though. I mean, just I, without Cooper Cup, uh, defense is maybe not as good as everybody thought it was going to be. There's a lot of question marks about the Rams, and the Cowboys are they're hot right now. They're playing well. I mean, I hate to say it, but look at you know look at that NFC East that everybody crapped on. The Texans, oh, their schedule stinks. They play in the NFC East. Two of the four teams left, Cowboys and Eagles. Look it up. Exactly. Yeah, NFC lease is what I usually like to call it. But, uh, you know, they've they've reeled off some nice runs, especially with the Eagles uh, of what they were able to do this year. But uh, they're going up into to L.A. And I don't know what type of atmosphere uh, would L.A. have at this time of the year. That's just such a huge stadium, the Coliseum. It's become a good home field advantage, though, from, from what I've heard. I mean, it really has. So, yeah, it, that game – uh, to me, it seems like a little bit the undercard. I, I, I guess I'm most interested in the Saints, but of course, I know there's cow all the Cowboys lovers out there and haters. They're they're going to be watching that Cowboys game. Brian, before we close, one last thing: Titans offensive coordinator Matt Lafleur looks like he's going to be the new head coach in Green Bay. What do you think, Brian? Uh, he's moving from Mario to to Aaron Rodgers. Did you see anything that? impressed you with what he was doing with the Titans this year I, I, he, I don't know I guess he's a hot name I'm still trying to figure out why but you know we'll see I mean that's this he's got Aaron Rodgers to work with now it really shocked me that you know the Packers would bring him in I mean uh, Matt LaFleur is pretty young but he's 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 got a great offensive mind he just didn't necessarily translate to that uh, with the Titans with what they were putting up on the board uh, this season I don't even I'm trying to, re to recall. I don't think they were even a – it may have been a top 10 offense, maybe just a little bit out of the top 10. I don't think so. Top 10 doesn't sound right to me at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I I doubt it. Um, I did because of the reputation he had. I, I wanted him to come to the Texans and you know try to call for some plays for us. But Bill O'Brien's going to be as stubborn as heck. You already know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it, maybe it all changes this – you know. I mean, we heard it earlier in the show. Uh just so much to get to, Brian, in this show. Uh, we still got to talk. Uh, stay with us because we're, you know, everybody else might be leaving you in the offseason. We're going to try to stay with you all the way through the offseason. And we got to talk about, you know, what this team going forward. We got to talk about the salary structure. We, we're going to have, hopefully, we, I think we're going to have some guests next week. Uh, 
We'll see who we can get you, who we can bring in. But uh, stay with us on all that stuff. Stay with us over on LockedOnTexans.com. Uh, Brian's got you covered all over Houston sports on HouseOfHouston.com. And also on my Houston sports talk, this week, uh, Jimmy Price joined me. We talked about uh, what's going on with the Astros. They made a big five-player trade. J.D. Davis got shipped out. We talked about everything that's going on with the Astros offseason. And he just knows the minor leagues backwards and forwards. So great conversation with him. Go check it out. That's all we got for this one. Join us tomorrow. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, <laughs>